You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with the famous backpage columnist of Canadian Rental Service, Adam Snook, better known for his company Just Bins in Regina, Saskatchewan. Adam, how you doing? I'm doing well, Patrick. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing real. I'm doing real well. Th- thanks for joining me, Adam. Uh, wanted to uh, to get on and and just do the do the happy holidays year end wrap up. Take a look back at uh, 2022. Uh, got a got some uh, top stories here to 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 run down. But uh, 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 first of all, just uh, uh, let everybody know how how are things going with you guys and uh, how was uh, how was 22 for uh, for you. We had a good year overall on the garbage bin side of it. I mean, we're we're pretty resilient and kind of resistant to the ups and downs of the market. Mm-hmm. Garbage and prostitution are the two oldest industries, and uh, <laughs> we're lucky to be in one of them. So um, it's been it's been good that way. And then on the equipment side of things, sales have been strong. We good. find uh, lots of farmers buying equipment and lots of construction happening out this way too. So yeah. Yeah, well, you'd find uh, it sounds like you'd find prostitution would slow down out there uh, these uh, uh, today, anyways, because you were just telling me it's minus thirty-seven. Yeah, it was minus thirty-seven this morning. I read somewhere we're the second coldest place in the world or something today, so it, uh, not ideal to be working outside. That's for sure. Go take your vacation on Mars. You'll you can warm up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Hey, so listen, pal. We're uh, we're we're looking down the list of, uh, of of 2022 stories we wanted to talk about, and uh, I mean, I, I picked out uh, just the most recent thing of uh, of United picking up uh, Ahern for uh, two billion with a B dollars, um, but that that really is is sort of the the, the cap on the on the iceberg of uh, you know just so many acquisitions this year um and and even in here in Canada uh, Cooper has been uh, uh, aggressively buying up uh, lots of companies across the country for the past uh, the past few years they're getting quite big um and uh, obviously Sunbelt uh, is up there too our, our friends over at RER in the US uh, uh, I think Mike Roth uh, uh, totaled up uh, uh, you know, a lot of these acquisitions and, uh, I know Sunbelt was somewhere in the thirties and, and United might've been even more than that. Uh, what, 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 what's going on, Adam? Are, are, is it going to be, uh, is it going to be all, uh, chains and franchises pretty soon or, uh, or did the independent rentals have a future? Well, the independents will always have a future. I mean, when United pays 2 billion for Ahern, I don't know exactly what percentage of the employees they're going to keep, but there's going to be a number of guys and especially senior management that um, aren't going to gel and they'll be leaving. And those are the guys that tend to start, you know, the well-run high growth uh, independent companies that still have access to capital. And I mean, I think the, the acquisition spree is definitely going to be tapering down, you know, like a lot of these acquisitions were when these companies were getting money at two to 3%. Mm. uh, And even, you know, they're probably still getting it at 6% instead of 8% like the rest of us schlubs, but um, it it doesn't make any sense to be, to be growing at any cost. Like I I think the, the accelerated growth of acquisitions will be done, but I think there's going to be a whole bunch of new startups that will be coming from the people that these, uh, these consolidators consolidators will shed. Yeah. And I mean, even on even on the smaller independent side of it, guys like All Choice in Alberta have been growing steadily. They've been making acquisitions, and and 
it's exciting to see. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be the death of the independent rental operator anytime soon. It has been an it's been interesting to watch, hasn't it? Uh, I that that um, the independents are also growing, right? Yeah, and 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 acquiring. It's not it's not like all of this is happening at the at the at the very top with the big nationals and multinationals. It's um it's it's people who have one or two stores uh, have been able to go out and grab that third and fourth and fifth store. Right. Uh, and and, you know, they're they're more they're more regional, but uh, but the, the growth prospects are there. Right. Well, and it makes sense strictly from an equipment basis for a lot of these guys, because lead times on new equipment is so far behind. And I'm sure that was the biggest driver or one of the biggest drivers on the Ahern acquisition is they had a lot of equipment that United couldn't get their hands on in a timely manner. Mm. And it just made sense to to buy it. And, you know, there's a lot of overlapping territories, too. So they'll be shuttering some of those branches. And just moving the equipment into their existing yards and filling it up that way. So whether whether it's a guy with two locations or a company with 900 locations, you got to get equipment from somewhere. So if you can do it and get a bit of a customer base at the same time, it makes sense. Especially like I said, when money was cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the the interest rate piece is a, is is obviously a huge one. And, uh, you know, it was tempting while you were talking for me to think of, uh, oh, uh, uh, distressed assets coming out of COVID. But you know what? That's not really the case in the rental industry, uh, equipment rentals anyways. Yeah, that's not the, <laughs> that's that's not that's not the issues. It's it's not like it's not like these guys are picking off uh, uh, weak companies necessarily. Instead, it's uh, no, like like you say, the rates have got to be the, have got to be a big part of the driving force there. And uh, how do you see it when when um, when when companies do get uh, uh, swallowed up? Like like you say, you know, so, sometimes people will leave and 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 start their own thing. Um, what, what, what's it like for, what's it like for guys staying inside and, 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 and now working under the, under the, the big corporate master, I, you know, we've, we've all, we've both seen it a million times in a million places. Um, and, and sometimes I see smiles and sometimes I see frowns. What do you, what do you think makes the difference there? Well, I think it really depends. I mean, it, it's probably a couple things. It's tenure. If you're close to retirement and then, you know, you'd been with Ahern for a long period of time, you got three years of working left. You probably don't care where your paycheck's coming from. But if you've been there and been, you know, Don Ahern had a reputation of being a pretty independent thinker and uh, kind of fly by the seat of his pants. And if you thrive in that situation and you're rolling into a corporate structure like United, it's probably not going to be where you're going to want to end up long-term. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I think there's going to be just through simple attrition, there's going to be a lot of people leaving because they're, they operated in the same areas. A lot of them were within probably six blocks of each other in some areas. Mm -hmm. So they'll be closing some of those yards down. Yeah. It'll be good for companies like H&E and other guys that need to acquire talent because that's the other part of it is manpower and good manpower in particular has been so hard to come by that if United sheds, you know, a thousand people or 2000 people, whatever it might be through this, it's going to be great for other rental companies that can pick up some experienced talent along the way too. No kidding. Yeah. That, 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 that would be the best news ever, right? If you were an independent guy close to, close to United and an Ahern and then, and then one of them is gone and all those guys are coming uh, free boy. That's, that's a nice little boost to your, uh, to your staff uh, right there. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can get them to come over, I I, I think too, a lot of things that bug got guys when um, uh, they get taken over is, is it, it depends to what degree the, 
the new master imposes controls and 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 red tape and 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 a lot of restrictions on how you do business. I yeah. think the best the best outcomes seem to be when they really leave the operation to run as it did before, and 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 let the you know let the guys who know the local market and have the local relationships do their do their thing without too much interference. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. I mean, unfortunately, United being the biggest in the world. I mean, I deal with United consistently still on equipment and they have a lot of processes in place like they're not going to care if you were able to do something a certain way it's going to be you're going to use win you're going to use their computer system and do it how they want to do it their rates are going to be the rates they want like there's just not going to be a lot of flexibility and that corporate model works great for some guys and it just won't work for other guys i mean i'm far too broke and never go back and do a corporate uh a corporate <laughs> environment i just couldn't do it i I need to be able to say what I want to say and do what I want to do when I want to do it. Right. So it, um, yeah, like I said, for some guys it'll work and, and some people are built for that consistency, the eight to five consistency and they know they're going to have certain days off and it just, it's great for their schedule and, and that's perfect. But other guys need a little bit of chaos in their life. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll get it and you'll get it in this industry. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, if you're if you're running your if you're running your your rental store you're in it like like you like you for instance and and well and you've had it happen and 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 the big the big guy comes in down the street what's your uh, what what's your survival strategy how do you how do you how do you keep kicking well I mean we were never uh, you were never really threatened I guess by by that no and we were, we weren't we never chased the same markets they were chasing right if if yeah. United opens in town they're going to be chasing the refinery and the pulp mill and and that other big work and we wanted guys that appreciated the fact they could pick up equipment on a Saturday without getting charged a call out fee. And, and we also wanted customers that weren't as picky on rates, right? Like if you're dealing, if you're not a nat or if you're a national account, then it's game over for the independent guy. But if you're a small guy and you're not worried about 10 or 15% off, because you appreciate the level of service and relationship, those are the guys we pursued and we were able to do it with the, uh, with doing what we said we were going to do, right? Yeah. United and those guys and, and Sunbelt are, are great companies for large projects. One phone call gets you every piece of equipment. But if you're looking for something out of the box, you know, somebody that can provide you with your portable toilet and your fencing and then the generator and will take a call on a Saturday at six o'clock at night, then those are the guys we pursued. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's really where you can, where you can differentiate and, and and as you and as you always say, don't try to race to the bottom and fight with them on rates, right? No, uh, no, that's because, that's the business mistake that so many yeah. make. Yeah, and 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 they'll, you know, love these big companies for a lot of reasons. But it's funny when you sit down and read their financial statements at the end of the year, and you look at the uh, the margins they're claiming on the rates they operate at, and you just unless they're getting money for free, you can't fathom how they're able to do that. But it, uh, it's not a game you're ever going to win on the rate side of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's uh consolidation and, uh, and, uh, and, and mergers and that kind of thing. What else, uh, what else we got here? We've got, uh, Oh, Ontario just announced, um, they're, uh, they're handing out uh, free, uh, I gotta say this right. Naloxone, I believe it's called, uh, kits. This is obviously to, uh, to prevent, uh, opioid overdoses, uh, and, uh, and actually, um, there's going to be a rule that companies have to have them, uh, I believe starting June of next year, 
that's 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 come out as well. That's Ontario, uh, but I think there's similar things going on in 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 other provinces. And, and, and you know, Adam, all of this was precipitated here by um, uh, some research that went around that showed that something like 30% of the opioid uh, overdoses, uh, deaths from, from opioid use, um, were in the construction industry. Um, um, how does that how does that line up with 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 what you've seen or or experienced? I don't know if you have any any stories or have seen anything in the industry. Uh, 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 is, is this a problem for us? Uh, that 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 you know people are using too many oxys and stuff like that. I'm not sure it's a problem that I've seen specific to the construction industry, but it's definitely a problem nationwide. We do a lot of uh, garbage bin business in the in the core area in Regina here in the the opioid crisis. I mean, it's just the saddest thing you'll ever come across. And you talk to emergency responders, uh, firemen, EMS, and they're they're going to the same houses multiple times a week. Uh, with people that just have no no will to live anymore so yeah. i mean between between mental health and uh and yeah addiction issues the government has a huge challenge in front of them and no government seems to be doing it right like they just they just don't i mean whether you look at what they're doing in bc and and decriminalizing a lot of these drugs like apparently in vancouver there's you can now it's not illegal to purchase cocaine meth crack any of these drugs there's places that'll sell them to you it's technically not legal but it's not illegal anymore so right. but there that hasn't helped their addiction issues um yeah. so it seems I, to I suck in yeah yeah i don't have the answer to that i mean if i did i'd definitely be running for office somewhere but um yeah it's it's definitely an issue that uh is right across the nation and yeah i, I mean i can see it affecting the construction industry more because you know, let's be realistic. A lot of those are younger, hardworking guys or, and the, you know, they're not, yeah. Opioid addiction. I, I'm sure it's tied to more, you know, middle well, they class. got hurt. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is construction is, you know, it's a physical job. Yep. Uh, you're, 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 you're going to get strains and pains and, 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 you know, something broken now and then, and it's been whatever, and you're going to get prescribed these things uh maybe even end up having to have surgery or something and get prescribed that and then it just it, it leads to the problem right so it's a, i mean it's not it's not saying anything bad about construction people it's it's no. it's it's the nature of the the nature of the work that 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 lends it to the uh that lands it to the risk right so yeah and there's lawsuits going on all over the states now that they're suing these drug manufacturers for knowingly making these drugs and, and making them addictive so it's it's a lot of moving parts involved in that currently yeah, yeah, it it does it does raise the question whether they should should it have been prescribed as as freely as they were probably probably the answer is probably not. Yeah. Um and uh and uh well and I guess, you know, at least having uh having here's one thing that com that comes up Adam and as a as a business owner I want I want you to address it. Um th there were some complaints um in in our local paper paper here when they you know talked about, you know, you're going to have to have this naloxone kit uh, available and the rest of it, and and some people um, were 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 saying, well, that doesn't that that exposes me to liability now. Now I'm being expected to 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 administer first aid and 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 you know get involved with trying to save the life of somebody who's having an overdose in my in my in my staff. Um, um, well, give, give me give me give me your take on that. Do you do do you think that this is something that business owners should be responsible for? 
I mean, we're all worried these days about liability because everybody's so quick to sue. But at the same time, I mean, if you have the ability to save somebody's yeah. life, like that, that should be your first concern and then cover your ass is your second concern. Mm-hmm. Like you just, some things are more important than worried about if you're going to end up in court. So, yeah, I, that, that was my feeling reading the news, reading the item too. I was kind of like, oh man, you get, you guys are really out in the newspaper saying this stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, somebody falls over, somebody falls over, starts foaming at the mouth in your staff and you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you're going to call your lawyer before you give them a shot. I mean, come yeah. on, you know? That's a little, that's not, that's not very likely. All right. Next, that, that's a, that's a depressing topic for the holidays, Adam. Let's get off of that. Uh, uh, United adds emissions information to the online marketplace. Now, now that wasn't so much about that. It was about the whole online thing. I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit, you know, online rentals doing more, um, um, you know, some, a lot of companies out there even offering, you know, basically a, 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 um, how should I put it? Like a like a, a no bricks and mortar uh, type of solution. You're you're, yeah. you're pulling in equipment from different places, or or maybe you just have a yard. There's different models. Maybe you just have a yard where where you know the equipment comes out of when you order it online. How, how do you how do you see that? How, how's that been going, uh, Adam? Since it, I think there was a lot of people jumping into this maybe five years ago, um, and and it sort of accelerated for a while, and then COVID I, I think probably accelerated it again. Um, how do, how do you see that side of the industry going? Do you think there's a, a future for online rentals and is this something really everybody has to be getting involved in? Well, yeah, I mean, online presence is something I've harped on pretty steadily, upgrading your website, social media strategy, all that type of thing. But the, the strictly online rentals, you see companies like Dozer who are out there and they're, they're a re-rental company. They don't own a single asset. They're right. just lining up uh, rentals with guys that have it. And you don't even have to be a rental company. If you're a contractor that has some equipment sitting, they'll rent that stuff out. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's going anywhere. And it, it's the lean and mean operation, right? I mean, you have no salesman, or maybe you got one salesman where you normally have three. You know, you don't need much of a of a retail presence. So it doesn't matter how nice your showroom is or what your building looks like. You need a good delivery truck and a good fleet of equipment. And, and yeah, I'm sure the profitability on that is far more than the standard, standard full service rental company. So I, I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think also even just for, you know, if you go on United's website and Sunbelt, you can get in now, you've always been able to access your account, but being able to get in now and check all your rental invoices and, and question things and even you know they have telematics you can get in and see the machines that you have out check the hours on them so that's that's more the area i see online rental growing into um yeah but yeah yeah. yeah, it can be another level it it can also be another level of service not just on the front end sales side it is for sure i mean if if you have the ability if you've got a, a fleet of boom lifts on rent on a couple of your job sites instead of calling and or asking the guy on the counter if you can just log in and see the the machine running hours and next service due and stuff like that it it really gives the customer an ability to manage that equipment much better and it passes off some of the liability from the rental companies too if if the customer is responsible for servicing the equipment if they have light towers out on rent all winter and they don't change the oil once and it's supposed to be done every 250 hours you, they know very well they have access to that information on your system. They have no excuse. They can't say, oh, we forgot or or you didn't tell us. It's like, well, it's right in front of you. So that's your responsibility. 
Yeah, especially you can even put a you can even put an alert on there when when they when they rent the thing, right? For for important yeah. stuff like that. It's not just a matter of being buried in the fine print. It's it's something you can put front and center and they, you know, maybe even have to acknowledge it before they can get past it. Yeah, and you can probably set it up to send them a text, you know, when yeah. you send text when that machine reaches this many hours. So good luck saying you didn't know at that point in time. Oh, how awesome. How awesome would that be, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you just have your you have your time monitor on it. It starts when the thing. Do people do that? I that, that's a good. I'm idea. not actually sure. Maybe we have a million dollar idea here. I think we, we just came up with it. I think we just came up with a big idea here, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Right. That's a that's a good one. I I I I know it. I know you can set that up through a telematics. You know any telematics software, but 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 as part of the online rental sale. We're on. We're on to something. Okay. Okay. I'm editing this out because we're gonna go. Perfect. We're gonna go get rich. Uh, do it. <laughs> as far as as far as customer convenience go, access to information should be everything, right? If you can get it to them quicker instead of having to let them make them call in, um, it's just it's faster for them and more yep. convenient for you. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I'll but I'll tell you that I'll tell you the reaction I get from uh, from a lot of guys, uh, uh, especially smaller guys in rural areas. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned online rentals, like, yeah, you know, like you're going to like, like you're going to, you know, want to rent something without being able to talk to anybody or, or, or put your hand on the equipment. And, you know, like, like some of the guys that are still skeptics on, on all of this stuff. Um, I, I, I guess I, I take some of the point. I, I well, I actually, I take a lot of the point. I can see where some people, especially, you know, individuals would be, would be uncomfortable with that. So I, I guess if you're, uh, if you're a, operation that's trying to service an area and sort of be all things to all people in an area you know what i mean rather than hitting a yeah. specific niche in a bigger market um maybe maybe then you need to you need to at least have sort of a hybrid thing going on where people can still come in as usual and have those conversations at the counter right yeah and i think that it's all about knowing your customer if you're serving a rural, rural population and you have or not even necessarily a rural population. If you're based in Toronto, mm -hmm. but your population is a lot of homeowners yeah. that are and weekend warriors that, you know, they're going to rent a paint sprayer. Well, you can't just rent that online because they're going to screw your paint sprayer up every single time. You yeah. have to have them come in, show them how to clean the paint sprayer out afterwards, show them how to clean the gun out. Or if they're renting a trencher, show them, you know, this is how you run the trencher. Like, yeah, it, it's really mostly about knowing your customers and knowing your market. Yeah. But even even those small guys that operate rural, like nobody should have to call in and uh, and get a list of what you carry. You know, it should be on your website at bare minimum. Have an equipment list. They they don't even necessarily have to be able to book that way. And I'm not a big fan of showing prices online because all that does is gives your competition a starting point of where they're going to start discounting stuff at. But at the at the bare minimum, have it so they can call in or have it so they can look online and see if you carry a 19 foot scissor lift on Sunday, they can tell what you have instead of having to call in Monday morning. Right. At that point, they've wasted a day instead of trying to line it up from somebody else. Yeah. Good advice for sure. Good advice for sure. Um, it's not really on our list of stories, but it, it, there's been, there's so much about it that, that it, it, it how, how would I pick just one? Um, uh, electrification, battery-powered vehicles. You know, Adam, uh, uh, looking ahead to uh, uh, ARA next year, it just seems like every time there's another trade show, uh, there's another four or five rollouts of, uh, of of even bigger and more powerful equipment that that uses lithium, uh, and uh, and it it 
it never ceases to amaze me that uh, that that this can happen. Obviously, uh, it's um, it's you know the the environmental stuff is 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 there. It's a, it, it's important. It's a reaction to that. But it also, you know, a, a lot of people seem to feel that. Well, and I, uh, you know, I could agree that uh, that it, that in some applications, it's uh, it's a better solution. What what what's your take on the on the on the on the fleet electrification thing, Adam? How how far pe should people go with that? And uh, and uh, you know what 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 are still the limitations of the technology? Well, I mean, how far people should go is I would let United and Sunbelt buy it all at the start and let them test the bugs out of it. You don't want to be the, the guy that buys any of the first thousand off the production line. I mean, I wouldn't have been wanted to be the guy that bought one of the first thousand Teslas either, right? Like let right. them work those issues out of it. But it's a natural fit for a lot of areas. I mean. I, I would look at it here today and being minus 37 this morning, if you've got an all electric telehandler, like, I don't know what you're going to get an hour and a half before you're going to be charging that thing again, maybe. So it's really specific to areas, but um, you know, warehouses have been using fully electric forklifts for years. Right. You look at areas like downtown Vancouver, downtown Toronto with all the congestion and all the traffic running as much electric as you can makes total sense. And I, especially with the way we were all getting nailed on fuel prices this year. If you could have had an electric fleet and, uh, you know, that could have been good. All proven yeah. Equipment, yeah. You would have, you would have done quite well, but I, like, I'm never a believer of being the first guy into anything, uh, new technology wise. Yeah. It's great to be a pioneer, but the pioneers are the guys who got to work hard and deal with all the crap until it gets sorted out. So yeah, and 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 the downstream benefits of being the pioneer are questionable because, like you say, you've worked out the bugs, and 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 then and then someone else just goes, oh, that's working, and I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. So, so what what was your advantage to being an early adopter, right? I mean, it's like kind you of... see, you see Ford and Sun or United and Sunbelt are the some of the first ones to order the new Ford F one fifty Lightning pickup trucks, and right. you know that's all fine and dandy, and it looks great on your ESG report at the end of the year for these big companies. But there's not going to be any economics to those for the first couple of years. You know, they're going to be breaking down like crazy. They can't tow anything. Um, so it's going to be your salesman's truck. And, and if you put a thousand pound plate tamper in the back of it and it hammers out the motors or something early, like there's just a lot to be proven before I would ever look at investing any money into some of that stuff. And what do you do with these things at end of life, right? Like, yeah. like, like this. This is the thing that I'm. I I've never seen anyone really address. I, I mean, you know, people just say recycling, recycling. Well, you can't uh, uh, often uh, uh, do much with recycling on these elect on, on the battery powered stuff. And and even some of the you know everybody's rushing into it because of the environmental side, which is fine, but. The cost benefit analysis on a lot of this stuff. I just saw a post from a Chevy dealer in Iowa and uh, they just said, everybody needs to understand a Chevy Volt. It was a, a, I think it was a four-year-old Chevy Volt with just over, it was just over warranty. The car knew when the guy bought it was $27,000. The replacement battery was now $28,000. Yeah. <laughs> in in 70,000 miles. Can you imagine? The car is worthless. It's worthless. That's yeah. it. You got four years out of it, and now it's scrap. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely stuff to be cautious about for sure. But for 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 indoor work, yeah, applications. I I, I see that kind of thing, and 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 maybe maybe some light 
you know, mini excavator or something in the summer. Right. That 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 could be that could be fine. But yeah, like you said, thirty minus thirty seven in Regina. Forget it, man. Yeah, exactly. the, the, the the thing the thing won't work. They haven't they haven't fixed that yet. No, and and the other part of it is the the supply chain along the way. Like if you think supply chain is bad right now, wait until lithium mines till the supply on those tighten up. Like they're they're doing lithium solution mining in Saskatchewan now, trying to find new ways to pull lithium out of old oil field disposal wells. And I I mean it's not an endless supply. Everything's finite, right? So yeah. until the next battery technology comes along that uh, it's going to be the newest and best, it's just going to get more expensive. But that's awesome. I didn't know that. So there's there's potentially lithium in uh, Saskatchewan? Oh, yeah. I mean, Saskatchewan and Alberta have so much going on besides oil and gas. There's, there is lithium in Saskatchewan. So they're taking it out of uh, produced water from oil oil wells. Okay. Um, and they're, there's, it's like electrolysis essentially, but they're, they're scaling it down and pulling lithium out of this. I did see something about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't even realize though it was in Canada. That's, that's awesome. There's a, there's probably five new startups in Saskatchewan and a couple in Alberta that are really piloting this technology. Is it? And the other part of it is helium. People don't realize the amount of helium is a critical gas. Everybody thinks is going into the balloons for kids' birthday parties, but I mean, it's yeah. spaceships use it, electronics use it, everything uses it. And Saskatchewan's becoming the helium hotbed for uh, for North America right now, same as Southern Alberta. Like there's there's a lot of resources past the standard ones that people aren't paying any attention to, and there's a lot of potential, so. Well, out here in Ontario, we're full of hot air, and uh, out there, you guys are full of cold air, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would tell you to send some of that hot air out here, but since it's politicians, we don't need any more of those out this way. Unbelievable. That's 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 neat. So there's our second get rich quick scheme, Adam. We're going to jump into the uh, Canadian lithium uh, supply market and uh, sounds good. And uh, yeah, make 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 out like bandits when everybody gets sick of buying it all from China. Yeah, uh, which is uh, the 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 present situation to my extent uh let's go to our last story here uh uh well this is and, and this is this has been a this is kind of a touchy one for a lot of people uh ara offering their insurance program uh in canada that's the american rental association of course um you know i i the the those of us who pay attention to associations um know that um uh the canadian rental association which was part of the american rental association since the 80s um uh, split up with them uh, a couple of years ago i guess it is now um and uh and and now the two of them are uh, to to some extent competing uh in 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 canada to try to to try to get members and of course the cra's big uh offering was was their insurance program for uh, for rental stores uh well now here's the ara they're not doing exactly the same thing it's not a self-insured program the same as the cra's um, but they they basically have a partner in in this company called Westland uh, that is uh, that is offering uh, an insurance package target right at rental stores. Um, Adam, as a as a I, I don't know how, how much how much involvement with the associations uh, do you do you have or have had, Adam? Um, well, I mean, when we were more of a pure play rental company back with First Choice, we were going to all the shows and we were insured through the CRA program with Western yeah. Financial Group. So I got a lot of experience on that end, but. I mean, let's be honest, insurance companies all suck. Um, like my insurance premiums on my house and my business both went up 30% this year and I haven't had a claim ever on either. 
and that's just going to be a continual thing. So whether it's through the self-insurance program that the CRA has in place, which is kind of true self-insurance, but it's not. We had issues with that program when we were insured through it on losses. Um, I'm I'm a fan of choice, and yeah, it you know nobody wants to see an American uh, option come in and chase a Canadian option out, but it might lean the Canadian option up a little bit and make them more competitive because when you've got an entire market to yourself, essentially, um, you know, you, you kind of get complacent. Yeah. Um, part of it is too, that uh, a lot of rental operators are never actually properly insured. You talk to these guys, it's like, okay, you know, if you rent a lot of trailers, do you have the proper insurance? Well, it's a customer's responsibility. Only when it's hooked up to their car, that's it. It becomes your responsibility if it blows a tire on the side of the highway and they unhooked to go into town to get a new tire and somebody hits that trailer. That's not the customer's rental insurance anymore or responsibility. That is your responsibility. And you're not covered if you're insured through just a standard insurance company. Like there's so much to the liability side of it. A lot of small rental operators don't pay attention to that. I think that's actually probably an underserved area for a lot of guys. Um, and we ran into I think that's we... why and I, I I think that's why the associations try to have have tried to jump into it uh, although like you say you know maybe it's maybe it's unfortunate that that there's really only one one option through them um but I, I like historically that's why it happened right is because insurance companies couldn't wrap their head around insuring rental equipment yeah it was too it was too too complicated and and, and the risk the risk factors didn't pen, pencil out for them usually yeah and and I mean you know, for us, Western, for the most part, always did a really good job. But I, I just found near the end of it that, uh, you know, there was more and more onus put on the rental company to supply more and more information consistently. And then it gave the insurers more and more. Insurers already are looking for a reason to not pay claims. It doesn't matter what insurance company it is. If they have any sort of out, they're going to use it. Um, but we just found that those got harder and harder to deal with. So... Yeah, for us, I've always been a fan of choice and everything. You know, if you're a monopoly in something, like I said, it, it leads to complacency. So if it gives the, the small independent guys a bit of a better leverage to say, oh, that's the best you can do price-wise, or really, can we look at doing anything? Because they have a competitive choice that is actually um, providing legitimate options, then that's never a bad thing as far as I'm concerned. I've always had to work hard for every customer I have. I would like my providers, whether it be insurance or maintenance or everything else to do the same. So. So you haven't had any luck setting up a business model where you can charge people for stuff. And, and the whole point is never to deliver the actual product. Uh, you haven't been able to make that happen yet. Oh uh, yeah. If I did, I probably wouldn't be in the garbage business chasing <laughs> the ground anymore, but no, I mean, it's, um, Everybody's so informed these days, right? That's that's everything. Everybody can find all the information they need at their fingertips. So you can't pull the wool over on anybody's eyes and everybody yeah. knows what they should be expecting now. So services, yeah. service is not a benefit anymore. It's, it's a minimum expectation is good customer service. What do you provide past that a lot of the time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's, and it's, it's, it's the thing that you can, it, it's the one thing you can really do to di differentiate yourself all the time, no matter what yeah. business you're in. Uh, and, and no matter what your competition is, so back back on the associations thing, and Adam, if you, if uh, if if anyone were to ask you, and now I am, uh, what should uh, what should associations be doing um, um, for businesses like yours, or 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 in the in in the 
in the market generally? Like what 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 do you think what do you think would be a good thing that they that they could do that 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 they could make them more popular, more uh, uh more attractive to mem- to membership? Well, I mean, there's the trade shows. I always really enjoyed going to the shows and seeing right. the equipment and meeting with people and you know, going to dinner and the entertainment and stuff like that. That was always something I really valued out of being a CRA member. Yeah. And they do a lot with um you know, educational seminars during the training, but I think it might be to the point now, a lot of these rental companies, you know, the, the guy that started it is 60, 65 years old. If he's not trying to sell it, he's going to be turning it over to his kids. Mm-hmm. So getting, getting those kids training on things like telematics, social media, um, things that are going to engage them to come to these conferences, because if it's strictly a, uh, come look at the equipment you know well and back, guys, back slap your buddies yeah most of these guys are so yeah. used to buying all their stuff off their phone they're just gonna buy they're just gonna order everything off their phone anyway so if you can motivate them with a reason to come on what's going to interest that age group i mean that's going to be a big part of driving the next group into into rentals and keeping them engaged everybody's got to be engaged these days right like people are just not willing to do something that boards that bores them anymore yeah well, if you can keep them motivated, then yeah, they'll keep showing up and they'll they'll stay members. I like that training and information piece. That you know what? That's that's absolutely key because we I mean, we are, I mean, it's been people have been talking and threatening about it for years, you know. Oh, everybody's gonna retire, everybody's gonna retire. Well, now it's you know, now it's really happening. Oh yeah. And uh and uh the 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 industry is gonna get younger, uh yeah. inevitably. And, uh, and yeah, there, 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 there is a chance there, right. For, for groups and associations to step in and, and be sort of a resource, uh, for the new generation. If they well, can. Not, the, the new generation of people, as I said, they're, they're so engaged and, and, you know, in our business, we find they're not as price sensitive as, uh, let's say even my generation, you know, like. They're not necessarily looking for the dollar. They're looking for a reason to deal with you. It's not about saving five or 10%. So if you want to find a reason to keep them in business, whether it be, or, or keep them engaged, whether it be through an ESG plan or it's, it's um, you know, engaging them more on social media or teaching them how to use social media for the business or teaching them the, the new and upcoming rental software, whatever you can do that's going to show them it's an exciting business to be in and just not one where you're sitting waiting for a phone call for a bobcat all day long. Yeah. But, uh, you're going to keep them around a lot longer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Adam, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, not minus 37. That's what I would <laughs> like for Christmas. Two plane tickets to Mexico, Patrick. I'll send hey, you. Hey, my- nice. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll join you on that one. That sounds like, uh, that sounds like a good, uh, that sounds like a good idea. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're not as cold. We're not as cold out here, but, uh, it's, uh, the snow is starting to come in. So I think it's, I think it's going to be a white one, but, uh, yeah. not, not minus 37. So hopefully, hopefully that, that, that heats up for you a little bit out there. Yeah. We warm up towards the end of the week here. So it'll, it should be minus 15 on Christmas, which is perfect as far as I'm concerned. I want for Christmas, everyone to, uh, as you said, get out to your shows and, uh, get together as a, as an industry in the new year. And, uh, and, uh, just, uh, uh, keep the, uh, keep the good conversations and the good vibes rolling because we've all, uh, I think come out of COVID, uh, not too bad. 
Uh, and um, I think uh, I think we uh, well, what's what's your forecast for 2023, Adam? What are you expecting? I'm expecting, you know, if you try to play the macro side of it, I I trade stocks a lot. I read a lot of financial reports. The macro side does not look good, mm-hmm. uh, particularly outside of Canada, I think. But, you know, if you focus more on uh, the positive things, like I believe if you're in a resource based economy, I think Saskatchewan, Alberta, you know, uh, Eastern BC, Manitoba and certain parts of Ontario are going to fare quite well through this. So I'm excited uh, about what 2023 is going to bring in into 2024. Um, But I think it's also going to be a good time to manage your cash flow. You know, there's going to be a lot of good opportunities coming out of this. There's going to be areas, uh, really densely populated urban areas where companies are probably going to be shedding equipment relatively cheap. Uh, So there'll probably be some good buying opportunities, but just keep your cash flow cash flowing, I guess, especially stay on top of your receivables. That's the one thing we always saw in Alberta when things uh, started to get tight is people would drag out from 30 to 60 to 90 days. And and I mean, it just gets harder and harder to collect once you get past that 60 day mark. So staying on top of your cash in and your cash out is going to be smart. But overall, I'm excited about what the next 12 months is going to bring. I think it'll be a good year. Mind your P's and Q's, dot your I's, cross your T's in your business, and you should be uh, you should be in pretty good shape, Adam. That's uh, that's that's some great uh, that's some great insight there. Um, Adam Snook is the president uh, that of Just Bins in Regina, Saskatchewan, and you can read him uh, excellent uh, columns uh, every every month. makes me uh, uh, makes me smile uh, on the back page of Canadian Rental Service. Uh, Adam, thanks a lot for joining us. Happy holidays and all the best for the new year. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too, Patrick. Have a good uh, have a good holiday season. All right. Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.